Oh, hey, everyone. <laughs> Welcome to the first episode of The Higher Estate. My name's Dr. Ira Price. I'm going to moderate. Uh, I don't know how many episodes we're going to have, but we're going to hopefully go until we can't go anymore. It's going to be really a lot of fun. My goal is to bridge the gap between medicine and the lifestyle world in what I'm calling mindful consumption. And uh, we're going to have different guests on every, probably weekly is the goal, right? And we're going to talk about all things cannabis, everywhere from business uh, to politics, hopefully not too much politics, to the science of cannabis. And we're going to spread truth and we're going to spread light. That's our goal. And we're going to build community. And I've got two amazing, awesome canna warriors here today. And uh, I mean, leaders in the cannabis industry in North America, and both of whom are amazing women, both of whom I've known for a really long time. Mm-hmm. Actually, one I went to high school with, sure Abby. Hi, how you doing? Okay. And one who got me pretty much into the cannabis industry. When I first started <laughs> with Amy 10 years ago, I think, we started in a little house. Uh, no, it wasn't a little house. It was, uh, it was a, nice a big, it was a nice house. house. <laughs> and uh, I made, what was it? I remember I got a phone call saying, hey, do you want to work in the cannabis industry? Or, no, do you know of a psychiatrist who will, uh, who will prescribe medical cannabis? And I said, hold on a second, medical cannabis? We went to high school together. Yeah, we sure knew did. a lot about cannabis. You sure did. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I'm like, I'm done medicine now. Mm. So why don't I start? That being said, I didn't know very much about it at the time. We're going back about a decade. So there was really no physicians in the country mm. doing it. There was some research happening, but that was about it. So I had them set up a, I was like, I'll do it, but I need a, um, a seminar. <laughs> and the only way I'm going to do it, and there was nobody to turn to to say, hey, where's the education? You're doing yeah. education, right? You yeah, got the gunja for, education. Yeah, for, but we've been for, doing it for 20 been, years almost. Oh, you have yeah. been? Yeah. Okay, well, well, I didn't know. Not about medical, just about yeah, but, ganja. Yeah. Well, it was, it was pure, like, but it was the same idea. I just yeah. didn't, I needed to know about patients. I needed to mm. know, I really didn't know much aside from, well, high school. Yeah. Right? So, well, I, well, I didn't know that. Fine, I feel bad. Yeah. Moving on. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I sat them all in. Yeah, you started this, man. We're going to, we're going to, like, I'm super we'll roll excited. roll back in time. We're going to roll yeah. back. Uh, so I started off by bringing, like, a whole bunch of people into a room, mm-hmm. uh, into a house, <laughs> and you were and you were baking, man. There's we did. stories. We baked together. I, well, I can't even tell you what happened that night with with uh, Naz, um, <laughs> <laughs> but it was awesome. Um, so uh, yeah, so let's get started. I I really want to know about you guys and about where we started. The goal of today is to talk about where we were. By the way, and if you're American, I say about a lot. I tell all my American friends, hey. So soon <laughs> it's going to sound like a boot, but we'll start off with about anyway. All right, so. We're going to talk about trends. I want to talk about trends for 2018, mm. but I also want to talk about where we were. And even just a decade ago or two decades ago when, mm-hmm. you, were, when you were in it, and you're both probably in it, and uh, I wasn't, not from a medical perspective anyways, mm. and uh, we could talk about like how far we've come, but how much further we still have to go. Mm-hmm. But before we get there, I want to know a little bit about you guys, how you got into the industry, why you came to it, who influenced you, and, you know, that kind of thing. Who wants to start? Abby, go ahead. Uh, all right. Abby, you're <laughs> I'm like... I'm going to give it a short of the... Abby's the OG. Abby I feel the o- you should start. Yeah, Abby is the OG. Yeah. <laughs> you, you certainly are. That's amazing. But, uh, <laughs> I haven't seen you in 25 years. <laughs> I know. It's crazy. I know. It's totally nuts yeah. since we were kids. Like, yeah. I remember taking the seven bus with you down Bathurst yes. Street. That was, like, our thing. Yeah. Anyways, but Love it. beyond that. <laughs> so I started out um, always entrepreneurial, always enjoyed cannabis. As you know, as a teenager, I was always sold weed and whatever, and pills and things. Um, <laughs> pills and things. <laughs> I yeah, am a doctor. We, we it was the 90s. It was the 90s. Oh, God. Um, it was the 90s. Anyway, we're Bridging gaps here, yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Pulling it together, but uh, I started out actually as a kid making jewelry and selling it down on Queen Street. And I met Robin, who now runs a friendly stranger. I was about 16 at the time, and uh, he taught me about hemp and about um, pipes and paraphernalia. And he didn't have a friendly stranger, he had same as me. We each had like a little booth at Queen and Soho outside of the Black Bull and he taught me about hemp. I started making hemp jewelry with another lady there and I started uh, doing that. Then I moved on to You're still doing that? 
Oh, like I have time to make hemp jewelry. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> no. But, I don't know. I, no. I want some hemp jewelry. <laughs> and then I go, time went on, and the city kicked me off the street because I didn't have a vending permit. I ended up going with uh, Bear from Tribe Called Red, funny enough, because I've known him 20-something years, too. I ended up going to a Santana concert, and uh, they pulled us aside because they were like, oh, who's this girl with the hair and this big native guy? So, of course, they frisked us. They took all our... Um, all our weed and whatever else away and I ended up trading a bunch of jewelry for a bunch of cannabis and for some acid and uh, anyways amazing, <laughs> amazing. I'm gonna make this short we're, and then, <laughs> we're gonna make this short <laughs> yeah we will <laughs> and then time went on I went to uh, art school I went to small business school um, I learned how to properly run a business and when I graduated I was like well I'm going to do what I love. What do I love? I love cannabis. So I opened up a head shop. Uh, at the time, there was only THC and Friendly Stranger. Right. They're both really new. It was uh, 2000. So the industry, quote unquote, was only like two years old. Essentially, You also opened up like one of the first vape lounges. I opened up the first vape yeah. lounge. <laughs> the yeah, first. Yeah. Right? The. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I was open for three years as just a head shop. We just sold bongs and pipes and whatever else not. Uh, pretty classic. It had its own atmosphere. And then in 2003, um, I got the opportunity to take over the whole building that I was in. And I was like, damn, I can't open more. Like, I don't have enough Can I get this whole up. building, please, if yeah. you're listening? Because we can use it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And then sure. we wouldn't have to worry so much about dancing. Yeah, it's um, true. <laughs> Just wait. Yeah. Oh, I put that out there. I, I put that out there. Because wait till that music starts oh, pounding. Oh, my God. Sorry. Well, at least you're getting fit. Right. Um, <laughs> and then uh, I had just come back from Jamaica the first time I ever went there. And people were just like smoking ganja everywhere. I was like, this place is incredible. And then I went to Vancouver and I went to Blunt Brothers, which is the original, actually, um, before they had burnt down. And I was like, this is amazing. Why aren't we doing this in Toronto? And I came back to Toronto. And I opened up my own style of uh, vape lounge. No vaporizers at the time. It's 2003. And, uh, there was no vaporizers really until like five years ago. No, uh, like maybe yeah, 10. We started using uh, vaporizers at the... We were the first to incorporate it. I think it was 2005, 2006. Yeah, it wasn't... And we had made the short. switch completely <clears throat> from uh, smoking indoor to vaporizing indoor. Yeah. We were one of the first places that did that. And uh, yeah, anyway, so I've had my lounge and my shop since 2000 so 18 years and i've done like a million other insane things in between because i'm just like entrepreneurship You're is in my blood OG. and i just like that yeah. was your thing you start i mean i was <laughs> i remember doing like i mean i i was went through high school yeah. we went through high yeah. school i spent i think my entire 20s though in school so it was i yeah i, I was well shoot i we i went to university for 13 years so i i like missed all that yeah. <laughs> and then came back mm -hmm. and it was wasn't until 2010 and i want to talk to you about what your thoughts are on how we're going to bridge that gap mm -hmm. when you came from you know you came from purely rec world and you came you came from both angles really cuz you were in you had i mean i'm not going to talk for you but you had something like you had you know you were in the world and then had something happen i don't know maybe maybe not Okay, whatever. I don't know what we're going to talk about. You talk about All it. All right. Well, first off, like, I love hearing Abby talk I about it. I do, too. I love listening to you talk because you were the first. There was you nobody are before such you. A, yeah, and, and the fact that you're a woman just makes it even better. Okay, first of all, this whole industry. This. Hold on. The whole No, the industry is being led by women. I know. It's amazing. Okay, good. Bring it up. But bring that's, it up. No, for yeah. sure. I mean, in my mind, I think that's one of the it greatest things male -dominated, about though. the cannabis industry. Mm -hmm. Well, it's 2018 we're now. killing it now. It's still male-dominated. <clears throat> yeah, is but the women are starting... Yeah, it is, but the women are California, making their mark. Come to it the depends, US it uh, depends on the, on which part of the quote-unquote industry you're true. looking at, okay. right? Like if you go to the green market, for example, almost every manufacturer at the green market is a woman. It's all bakers, people who make topicals. That part of the industry, the gray market industry that's not going to be included is all run by women. Right. The, the, Big the, business. The, well, it's the retailing and the, the sort of like cottage life making of cannabis, right? Creating it into products and innovating it is mostly led by women, whereas like the business part is being overtaken face, by yeah. men, right? It's like that the business. The big business. Part. Yeah. It's and a it, Canadian thing. 
this big biz at least yeah, that I, I find know, yeah at least i, I found find it, it easier when i was the only one yeah <laughs> <laughs> I said the no same way. thing when I was doing medicine. I, yeah. I it was easier when everybody from Canada came yeah, in. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you, you train yeah, too, and educate the, the rest of the industry, and then everybody's yeah. Exactly. So at least hey, you know, yeah. you don't have a movement until, until you have two. Yeah. Right. If true. you're the only one standing out there, and mm-hmm. I don't know how you felt. I'm sure you felt. You all felt the same way. Yeah. I want to hear your stuff because I know how you felt too. Mm-hmm. But I definitely know that when I was when I started, even in just in medicine, mm-hmm. standing out there alone, it's not a good, not a fun place to stand when you're alone yeah and so now we have a movement the problem is that now you have a movement and you were also kind of i remember (laughs) watching uh and watching the tv and oh i was like you were scapegoated and villainized on tv like horribly because nobody was there was nobody else uh, there was nobody speaking to the medical side it was after the terry parker case that's right uh, you know and there was no um nobody doing it like when i started there was no medical anything there was no medical program right so when that all started you were like vilified as like Totally. Look at this guy just giving people prescriptions for drugs, right? But that's I am the yeah, uh, for sure. But, <laughs> but now it's fully medically accepted, and right? that's what I'm saying. It's crazy. But when I know when I started, we, oh, we still, fought people it, still right? say that. Though. That's yeah. sixteen by nine. That's yeah, are we still was, talking yeah. about this? Can we not I'm mention sorry. that? Jeez, no. But the truth is, I, I I don't I don't run away from that yeah. because yeah. that's pure that's pure can of discrimination. Yeah, that's what absolutely. was happening. They had no idea what was what was truth and what wasn't truth. They didn't care. They were just looking for. A story. Of course, it's sexy, and it's cannabis sexy. is sexy. And it was and sexy then, exactly. And I mean, and it's still sexy now, right? Yeah. yeah. Cannabis. Look at us all. <laughs> but, like obviously, <laughs> obviously. Yeah. What got you? Well, going? I got into cannabis because I got into a car accident. You know, I used cannabis recreationally previous, but I got into medical cannabis because I got into a car accident. Um, I got hooked on painkillers, and I hated my life, so I started using cannabis not recreationally. Um, I started using it as a painkiller and then got my life back, got completely off the painkillers and started working at a dispensary. Uh, after working at a dispensary for... Which we will not name. Which we will not name. Maybe. For, it was a great, you know what? <laughs> it, was, it, was a, it was a good time. Honestly, you had no other option, right? it was a great starting point. I didn't have an option. You know, it was a great starting point we for me. We had to start. The, yep. di- the dispensary I worked at gave me um, a place to to work from and to, and to, and to, to network and to meet people and to show people how to use medicine properly. And from there, I opened my own dispensary because I wasn't impressed with the dispensary I was working at. I wanted to change some things. Um, I didn't, you know, there's certain things I wasn't okay with. And I opened my own dispensary and I changed those things around. Can and I just interrupt you? Are those handcuffs? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Do you have handcuffs next to you? Okay, so. I just, what are those? Can you, sh- can you just show me those? Or we're not showing those. I just want to know what They're you have sitting on your chair. But I took them off because oh. they would keep clanging okay, on I thought you were <laughs> the table. <laughs> I'm looking down, I see handcuffs. I'm like, what's happening here? Oh, they are. Oh, they are She's handcuffs. She's really an arc. Totally She's okay. really just can an Can I just, undercover. can we just look at those? <laughs> She's really into art. Yeah. 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 That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not blushing. <laughs> anyway, I Look how red we are. That's <laughs> <laughs> amazing. Yeah, All so right, there are say. handcuffs. And, okay, um, can we go back to your I car I wear them accident? as a bracelet, yeah, and I was in a car accident. Now you wear handcuffs. Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> I, mean, I wear them as a bracelet. They're, sorry. They're really nice bracelets. No, they are. Okay. I just want to put I'm that sorry. out there. It yeah. just happens that you're a perv call, and saw handcuffs. Some people mm-hmm. call them handcuffs, others some call them bracelets. Some people call them bracelets. Connected. Okay. Connected. All right. squared. Let's get know. back to the Let's story. Let's go back to the story. So, so um, I wasn't impressed with um, with the, the dispenser I was working at, so I decided to open my own. Uh, it was I, we've been open for our three and a half years now. Uh, we've won best dispensary from an award ceremony. Oh, from the one twice. One, right. Right, the award ceremony that you yeah. made fun of that I, I was did, at. and also one previous, mm. but we didn't show up for that one right, either. Okay. I did make fun you, of it. You, but you did come to this one. I did not show up to I, it. Oh, I just really? won the award. That was great. Yeah, I was. I awesome. was there. Well, I wasn't there. We didn't even but know did we were real, nominated. What I did realize from listen, this is and actually this one <laughs> brings me into what I want to talk about. What I did realize from being at the awards, which I think will will expand. I think it'll it'll be. I mean, it's a great idea. The concept is excellent. Mm-hmm. Perhaps I don't know. Do we have awards for other industries? I don't know if we're trying to. <laughs> There are some awards. If, for are there like, hey, yeah. who has the best essential oil? <laughs> I don't know, but I mean, listen. If well, that what I'm saying is, it's. I feel like I feel like we're, even though we're trying to normalize cannabis, we're still trying to keep it different. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's sort of how I felt about that. But what I did learn from those awards is that the industry is very small. Mm-hmm. It's still 
just a like a budding or flowering industry you know uh, even though like even <laughs> 20 years ago when you were the only person mm -hmm. uh and even up to 10 years ago even up to seven years ago even mm -hmm. up to 2010 up to 2015 you, i'd yeah, say 2015 that's like it was all quiet yeah. quiet yeah it was right it was really quiet quiet and what i realized was yeah you have all i mean you have a whole bunch of like these big suit kind of guys coming down now saying i want into i want into cannabis <laughs> yeah and you're like well i've been doing it for the last 10 years yeah. uh, or 20 years mm -hmm. and so what what you know what makes you think you're so different than from what we've been doing anyways because they hired a marketer right like don't you know right <laughs> so, well they did so marketing is i think in the last two years the whole cannabis industry has sort of changed mm -hmm. right so when i started even in just in 2010 mm -hmm. trying to spread the knowledge of medicine mm -hmm. around cannabis there was no there was some good research happening mm -hmm. out of you know quebec happening out of well really it was only out of quebec and now we have research uh, all around Canada. Mm -hmm. It's totally opened the doors. And North America and even in Europe, Europe's been doing it forever. <laughs> yeah. But it's now starting to open. But for you guys, coming from the rec market and coming from the lifestyle market, mm -hmm. you must have noticed a huge change, a huge shift in the last, I don't know, you say two years. If for, and the truth is it is because even marketing up to two years ago mm -hmm. for cannabis, okay. it was horrible. Mm -hmm. It was it was like it, everybody, if it you look at every name, it's canna something. <laughs> or, it was uh, it was easier before 2015 to be a cannabis business yes. prior to Trudeau. I had an yeah. easier time being a cannabis business under Harper than I am, I am now. I've, I I've survived four different governments now, federal, you know what I mean? So I've yeah. seen many, like uh, all different walks, walk through all different levels of government. And it's easier then than it is now right and now it's like why do you think that i i think the same thing the same thing happened in medicine uh, yeah same absolutely. thing i've gone through four different changes from yeah. you know section 56 mmar mm -hmm. mmpr mm -hmm. acmpr mm -hmm. all were like doable and now we're dealing with trudeau and medicine is pretty much being kicked out totally as well because yeah. of the taxation that's why yeah. i mean that's I mean, horrible yeah money. that's we all know well exactly and, and as soon as uh right it, the what do you whole, think it was? What it is, is that or number is. one, well, what it was is Trudeau came in. I remember the night he was elected and I oh was like, God. I cried. I was like, this is amazing. Mm. I can yeah. finally be legal. It's very exciting, mm -hmm. right? Great and great now they're in the process of making it legal. So they have to create this air of like, let's get rid of everyone because everyone's a criminal and only the stuff that we allow isn't criminal, which is bull. But eventually... It's going to have to change because everybody's going to have to be legal because that's the only way that it's going to work. There's no sense in making a, a product legal and not creating a, a system where the a standardized where people system. can leave their black market lives right. and become a tax-paying citizen. Isn't right. that the idea? Right. So eventually, and creating industry, we're creating jobs, exactly. creating a huge world. You're giving an an entire. Oh, I'm, I wouldn't say generation, mm -hmm. but it, it is a generation thing. You're giving a whole generation a place, a, a place to fit in, mm -hmm. and a place to a, a place to feel like they belong and be productive to society. That's what the three of us are imagining. But first, but, criminalizing us. But in reality, but I mean, am I idealistic? Is that what it is? No, because we want that. We're looking at, at Colorado. We're looking at California. We're looking at all these markets that are opening up, and you're, you're like, oh my god, this is amazing, right? That's not what's going to happen in Canada. No. It's not the way they're playing this game. What they want is people to not consume this evil drug that they had to make legal in order to get elected not to sound uh you know conspiratorial oh, it's about real. it it's but, okay. but you know mm -hmm. but they're what my worry about it is is that they're not going to go far enough and the innovation side of the industry is all going to drain right right so uh, all these people now that live in canada that are growers bakers and whatever and aren't being or lounge owners right <clears throat> that aren't being the the given the opportunity to join into the framework are going to drain south or they're going to drain to europe they're going to drain 
So yeah. the same way that we had a brain drain in the 90s where everyone would graduate from Waterloo yep. and go to Silicon Valley, here, 100%. right? We're going to have a green brain drain. And the government needs to be very careful with their prohibitionist stigma and their mentality of over-regulating the substance because in reality, what you're doing is you're not giving the next generation a leg up. What you're doing is closing the door to innovation and forcing people to move out of this country to chase a dream and a career and opportunity that the government has locked out of this country. And that's not a good move Do you for think any it's government. an Ontario <laughs> thing or do you think yeah. it's going to be right around? It's all federal law. It, yeah. it is federal law, but yeah. I feel like Ontario has, mm. has, has really... We're really getting hit hard with it. It's getting hit really hard. Rules. But I mean, as I've, is Quebec... Well, Every uh, province, right? Is. Yeah, there is no Alberta, I mean, Alberta kind of, BC, but they're all still controlled by true. the by the liquor boards, right? right? So Alberta's no. not really. Yeah. Manitoba like, yeah, is that a province? But I think someone's gonna I'm kidding. I think it is. <laughs> we have eleven provinces too, Terry. Something like that. I went Something to like school. like smart enough. There's no, no pro- there's no province that's gonna allow. Um, it's going to allow a free market, right? <laughs> and that's just right. the way it is, I right? just got a thought, though. It's totally off topic because yeah. it reminds me when I went into medical school, they mm-hmm. told me that I'm going to lose 15% of my IQ. Really? Mm, yeah. Sorry. That's just totally aside. That's where yeah. my brain went. <laughs> anyway, has nothing to do... That 50%, right? okay? I know we're talking about politics. We're yeah. going to go back, but I just thought of, you know, am I smarter yeah. than a fifth grader? I don't know. Anyway, I, I, I know it says MD, but <laughs> yeah. I, you know, anyway... All right, sorry. That was just like That's totally okay. off topic. <laughs> that was but, good. <laughs> yeah. So, but I, I don't know. I, what, I feel like they moved in the right direction. Totally. And then, because we know, I'm looking at it from looking at it from a medical perspective. Mm-hmm. I look at it from um, a harm reduction perspective, mm-hmm. and also as an emergency doc, what I see coming into the emerge, which is why I got into the world of cannabis to begin with, is because I was tired of seeing. And back in 2010, when we were just starting an mm-hmm. opioid crisis, mm-hmm. I was seeing patients coming in, overdose, dying, um, and it was just maybe once once a week. Mm-hmm. Even now, I see three a shift. Easy. I worked yeah. Christmas night, and I pronounced three people dead. From an opioid-related overdose, mm. and uh, and it's and we see it every single day. I mean, Hamilton in general, where we are, hi guys, mm-hmm. has a very <laughs> has a has a large <laughs> problem. Ontario has probably the largest problem in the world mm-hmm. for opioid abuse, uh, and uh, and so something needed to be done. And we know wherever wherever uh, laws are more lax around mm-hmm. cannabis. Mm-hmm. There are less opioid deaths. Mm-hmm. We know that, mm-hmm. and so I feel like they're, they're, the government is struggling. They're so stuck, caught on this <sighs> idea of safety. Mm. Like somehow cannabis is killing people. Protect the children. Yeah, yeah like can like I don't know. I haven't seen a direct related cannabis death. Mm-hmm. I've treated thousands of patients. Yeah. And I'm not saying it doesn't come without its harms, because yeah. every substance does. Mm-hmm. And every whether it's a medication, a herb, a drug, whatever you want to call cannabis, it has a, it has a side effect profile that we need to be aware of, mm-hmm. because it's not for everybody. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, when I see, you know, 500,000 people dying yearly of tobacco and 300,000 dying of opioids mm-hmm. and zero dying from cannabis directly, we have, we, we, we have like, we're talking apples and oranges mm-hmm. here. So that's where I come from it from that perspective. But then what I see from the medical side is I see this taxation thing come out. And I mean, I've been speaking out against it. It doesn't make sense. And the government for some reason believes that as a physician, I maybe we're not doing our jobs and everybody that's coming to the (laughs) medical world is is faking it. Mm. And this is literally their response. Trudeau said that. Yeah, Yeah, Trudeau said that. But they also (laughs) said it to me in email. Yeah. Uh, When I I asked, uh, when I I sent, I don't know who the MPP, or first I sent it to the, government and I don't know I did the, yeah. this interview and then I sent this whole letter yeah. they responded saying it's all about safety and we believe that it's adding this taxation taxation is going to somehow even though those it stocks makes it went safe for that but what kills me what kills me is that when it comes to safer consumption so okay so now every province almost is yeah. it well it's every not beer province, by the way it's kombucha it's, it's alive it's uh, alive it's alive it, it smells alive <laughs> totally it tastes alive too but, <laughs> like I'm, I'm doing an app for Nobody. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> <Kambucha>. <laughs> What's killing me is that they're forcing everybody, number one, to consume <laughs> only in your house. So you won't be allowed to be Again. outside. Mm-hmm. You won't be allowed.
allowed to go to a lounge. You can only consume in your house. So if you have children, your neighbors have children. If you have like, um, you know, somebody with respiratory issues. Still absolutely stigmatized. You're forced to smoke in your house. This is a big problem. Public health and safety. Point number two. I'm going to finish this. Yeah, write those down because when you write your next doctor letter, you need to say this. Okay, (laughs) point number two, right? So you have to smoke at home. Number two is you have to smoke. So they haven't, they've included vaporization into the smoke-free acts of almost every province, including federal. That was in order to combat e-cigarette, the rise of e-cigarettes, but they made cannabis vaporization included in that. So you've just killed off one much safer consumption method. Absolutely. Number two, they aren't legalizing um, edibles, right? So that's in a year. In a year. And not yeah. everybody and who can knows have what's going to happen in a year. There's that, a new government. Right? Oh, exactly. exactly. Who knows? So edibles are we out do. of the question. Then you've taken away, uh, the third thing, thing is that you've sick. taken away the education component, right? So when people come to my lounge, we uh, we don't allow combustion inside. It has to be uh, vaporization yeah. inside. Woo! Anyways, and then we have a patio outside. People can smoke. And, uh, Anyways, the point is, so I won't be allowed to exist. My staff will not be able to show or explain to you how to use a vaporizer. They won't be able to explain to you about cannabis, whatever That's else. Not I'm come lounges to the back are because I'm going to do it. Yeah, exactly. in there. But we're the front lines, right? Yeah. It's like head shops and lounges are the front line. Do you think that you think that when you go to the CCBO or whatever they're calling it, any of those people will care about how you're no. consuming your cannabis? You're going to hit an iPad. And then you're going to get whatever from something that you don't know what it is. I'm trying to create a standardization for those bud tenders through an educational Mm. program. But that's the educational program that I put together. But who knows? Like, it's all because for them, it's taxation, right? It's it's dollars and cents. When you go to the LCBO, does anybody explain to you about the harms of binge drinking? Right. No. (laughs) Right. Great, great point. No. 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 They're like, here's your whole basket of... Yeah, exactly. Oh, this is on sale. Two for one, right? Nobody does. And and they all have their smart serve or whatever it is to work there, but nobody talks about it. Yeah, because it's a unionized job. Right. Same as, you know, this is another argument that I've always had with politicians is when you walk in to a private dispensary they have something to lose by serving an underage right so the same as cigarettes yeah, you they lose get, your license right, that's you right. lose they your get business fine and they can't serve alcohol uh, for x period uh, of time you know what i mean because yep. it's a private thing but mm. if you walk into the unionized lcbo and you're a kid with a beard and you're like i got through i got some beer awesome and who's going to get fired nobody because that person works for the union so there's actually a, a much more uh, security for right. youth if you're pu- talking public health and safety right. for the youth and privatized I'm not uh, businesses. really sure what the public safety yeah sure we want to try to keep it out of, i mean i'm I, I, and i'm talking as a doctor here yeah you know the way that addiction presents i don't like using i mean even the word addiction mm-hmm. we use abuse and dependence yeah. when we talk about addiction mm. but the way that it presents for the most part when we talk about cannabis doesn't present like a traditional um opioid uh addiction which presents like oh i need to fiend for that i need it you know i'll take the i'll take the the heroin over the hundred dollar bill the cannabis user will all go for the hundred dollar bill they may take it and buy some cannabis but they're taking the hundred dollar but the but to buy fruit (laughs) i bought fruit (laughs) (laughs) cookies sorry amy says to me so we need snacks i'm like obviously we need snacks because she can she smokes like these blunts that that (laughs) anyway um put snoop down (laughs) she's probably the only person that i know that can put snoop to sleep that's yeah. a challenge have you done that yeah. uh, well, can we, you i don't know if he's passed out we've been out and about and you'll can you'll just can you're the probably the only person in the world that i know that can do that well, mm-hmm. I, I try Good. i try i don't think you have to try actually i don't try no, I just know. chill just, just be me yeah yeah so but the way that it presents the way that it um that an uh, addiction presents in in the cannabis in the cannabis world is the person actually has to um you know, it presents mostly m- more like an OCD. Mm-hmm. You have to use can you use your cannabis in your same favorite location with mm-hmm. your same favorite people mm-hmm. with your own blunt mm-hmm. with your or using your own bong in yeah. that special location, it's and it ritual. becomes very ritualized. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, they're forcing you to do that now. Mm-hmm. If you're stuck in your house doing that, mm-hmm. and you're still stigmatizing the mm-hmm. idea of mm-hmm. cannabis, and you mm-hmm. can't use it outside, mm-hmm. yeah. then what what are we really what are we really protecting? That's what I'm saying. That's the confusion. Yeah. It's crazy. Uh, (laughs) You're not protecting anyone by forcing people to smoke with... 
in enclosed places. Aren't we putting our children at risk? Because yeah. I know I don't smoke around my kid, yeah. but now I'm being forced to smoke around yeah. my kid. And then that the problem that's going to occur that they're going to run into, there's going to be two problems with this law, mm-hmm. is that number one, people's secondary like uh, personal space is their car. So where are you going to go if you can't be inside? Right. You're going to go, go to, your car. to your car. But you're not. So, right? That's aren't we trying to So we're trying to discourage right. people from consuming with their children. We're trying to discourage people from from drug driving or whatever they're going to call it. But these are the two things that you're encouraging. They then, being me, the, the government. I'm, I'm, well, I'm on the side of doing the testing for yeah. you know. I, yeah, yeah. For, for I do believe that drug driving is something that isn't that we shouldn't. Yeah, be we doing. shouldn't be doing. But we we're encouraging. But it, we're in, is right. So I mean, I hear your points. Your points are really good. I mean, I feel like like maybe. Yeah, it's not all that helpful no. at all, <laughs> it's, really. Well, it's the man. worst part of the whole law. Like, so, you know, it's crazy. So you're not going to be able to, uh, you can't go to a lounge. So where does mm-hmm. that leave us? So if that's the past, if the past we've been able to, we've had lounges, we've had community. Mm-hmm. Cannabis isn't just about getting mm-hmm. high. Yeah. And it isn't just about medicine. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about a full community and that full experience mm-hmm. and, and finding a place to fit in for mm-hmm. people as well, which makes people happy. We know the number one predictor of mm-hmm. suicide is, or one of them, the largest predictors, mm-hmm. is not fitting in and not having a place to go or mm-hmm. a place to be with people. Mm-hmm. And 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 you know, can if if we're excluding again, if we're still doing the us versus them and the haves versus the have-nots and the legalization versus what's not legal. Mm-hmm. I mean, what have we? Re- what are we accomplishing in Canada by legalizing mm-hmm. cannabis? Uh, election question. promises. Yeah. Is that what is that what we're doing? Because yeah, I always thought well, we were legalizing cannabis. Yeah, and that was a huge told. movement. Apparently. Yeah, but isn't th- I thought that was a huge movement forward. But that's I'm hearing that. Came. What? Yeah, I mean, this is super enlightening. Maybe it's not as. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's not as legal. Uh, it's it's still overly controlled. Well, pr- think about what do you want to see. Uh, Okay. What would you like to see? Happen? What would I like to see? Yeah. Oh, I'd like I'd like to see people such as Abby or myself be able to have businesses in this industry. But the way they're making it, we can't. I mean, Abby, as as we said, she's had, she's a, she is the woman when it comes mm. to vapor lounges. I mean, mm. she's the one who made it happen and her business they're basically saying no you can't have this anymore and so then what and what? then other places that have actually come to toronto uh-huh. right so you're looking at denver people from denver came to toronto they right. came to the hot box they came to vapor central they looked around they wrote down everything and the laws that they're enacting to combat the fact that they didn't have consumption spaces are based off of my rules mm-hmm. that I wrote that other lounges use. So they're actually using the hotbox rules as law, right? So it's crazy to me that I'm, I may have to shut down my business after almost two same. decades when I can just literally pack up. I can move to Vegas. I can move to Boston. Yep. I can move. There's a whole Boston country is huge out there. Right now. There's Boston a whole country out happening. there. That's right. Where the hot box is 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 law. I can go get a license and finally be legal. And it's not like all these businesses haven't gone to governments and asked to be legal. I've gone. I've been lobbying for over a decade now for all different levels of uh, politicians. Amy's come with me, <laughs> and I've gone. I've gone from people from LPs to doctors to police officers escorting me to these meetings at dispensary owners and we're all asking for all we ask for is to be legal and to be licensed and yet we're all considered criminals it's a crazy thing you know it's interesting <laughs> that you you know you say they're using my law. like i i see a lot of weird weird myself mm. in you mm. from the medical perspective because mm-hmm. i felt the same way when i started yeah. until moving into today mm-hmm. saying i've developed all these guidelines for medicine mm-hmm. i've created dosing guidelines yeah. i've created educational standards mm-hmm. um i've helped develop a whole you know legitimize cannabis as a medicine because mm-hmm. it is and it's a lot safer than opioids and it's a great addition to our toolbox mm-hmm. but now you're basically throwing that out the window and you're saying well we know that you did that but <laughs> we don't really think it's a medicine yeah i'm not really sure what we think it is mm-hmm. i i don't even do they the know supreme court is? makes us makes us call it a medicine but we don't really want to right yeah so right exactly yeah. the federal so government we, told us that we have to create a framework but we don't really want to so we're gonna put as little god as damn it you're all making me sad it. i wanted this to be <laughs> happy and now you're making happy. me sad and i don't know what to do <laughs> anymore i want to cry and curl up in a little ball and no. drink my kombucha you know we've got elections coming up though yeah right 
and it's not right. But it's not just about that. Like uh, as as cannabis Do entrepreneurs, we're all really right. innovative. Yes. There's a reason that I've lasted as long as I have. There's right. a reason that you've lasted as long right. as you have. It's for, due to innovation and seeing trends and and working within the gray line of the law. So I think for as cannabis business people who have been in this game longer than a year and are all new and to all this, they know everything. <laughs> they know everything. They know it all. Yeah. Everybody knows it all. They've been here for the a year. I am. Okay, you know, yeah. I created the industry. Is what they I'm say. The, I'm, yeah. I'm telling you, I was the only person here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. no, I know. But I think we yeah. will innovate past this, right? So I think there, there is a will future. We? Yeah. How? I, I know we will. How? So where do you where? So what do you want to see happen? And how? Where do? We, how do we move forward? Specifically, mm -hmm. Ontario. I mean, it's strange because you go out to BC mm -hmm. and you see that the muni municipality of Vancouver mm -hmm. is regulating dispensaries. Mm -hmm in opposition or defiance to mm -hmm. what the federal government mm -hmm. is saying. And Victoria as well. And Victoria yeah. as well. I have, mm -hmm. you know, I have a good yeah. friend out there mm -hmm. and he owns a couple dispensaries. Yeah. And uh, in Victoria. And uh and yet they still don't know what's happening. No. Because the I mean the municipality's saying go for it and we're going to charge you 30 30k or whatever it is. <laughs> right. uh, and you can yeah. have your license, mm -hmm. but the federal government's saying no. Mm -hmm. And Ontario, I feel like Ontario's the most concerned. Ontario and Quebec seem to be pretty conservative. Everything east of uh, of Ontario is going to be extremely conservative, yeah. and everything to the west is going to go with uh, BC politics because BC has uh, that's where like right. That's so what do you want to see is. happen? Where do you think we go? Well, and I would like to see dispensaries regulated here, yeah. much like they are doing there. Mm -hmm. uh, however, under our current regime i guess you would call it we don't have that option um we're gonna I mean, have you have some really cool people that come into your place thanks i mean i guess i do oh, Jesus. you're hey? the toronto dispensary to the stars uh, yeah she's like the toronto dispensary to the stars I mean, I, so yeah that's why you know if, if you're it's, coming into town you're going there it's gonna you know I, it's it's maybe it's, but it doesn't really exist but we don't exist because we're not allowed to right. no it's it's crazy the fact that we aren't regulating dispensaries and the fact that we aren't allowing vapor lounges, we are so behind. I'm trying not to swear. I'm used to swearing. You can oh, you can we swear are on this fucking shit. ass backwards. Yeah, on this. yeah, yeah. Like, Let it out, woman. We've had it for so 20 years. Abby's been in business, and now yeah, we're like, no. oh no, no, you can't have this. Mm -hmm. Let us figure it out. You can't keep reinventing the wheel. <laughs> the wheel works. Like let right. the wheel just keep rolling. Right. You want to get rid of a black market? Then allow the people in the back. Exactly. Legitimize, legitimize the market, them. and that they've done in pretty much every other country. Yeah. But, all, but instead, what they've done is they've allowed the top cops who have made their entire livings off of putting people like Abby and I in jail mm. are now mm. licensed producers. That's why you just I figured it Sorry. out. That's why you carry those damn handcuffs. I just, You're <laughs> just like, screw it. I'm ready. I'm ready to I go. got an attachment. Is, is the Fantino bracelet. I'm obsessed with these yeah. things, I feel. Sorry, I'm going to move on from the handcuffs. I, just, I tried to sit mm. on Right. Oh, even better. How do you feel about that, <laughs> How do you though? Feel? What? Like, about the Fantino running a clinic, right? Like, horrible. Oh, man. Forget so, about LP. Like, right? he's put himself as, like, a... Like a yeah. Like so someone who cares. Here's, here's, yeah. here's my thought. My thought is, you know, I just did this piece um, last week for... Uh, um, what's it? The Globe and Mail. They're, mm. they're looking for, you know, connections between... LPs and, and clinics. It's a whole big, you know, big to do. Um, mm -hmm. And what she, what I mean, when when we sat down, I'm really the the only independent clinic left. One of them. Okay. She couldn't find another yeah. independent clinic that wasn't owned by a licensed producer mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or by you know big industry or big yeah. business. Mm -hmm. Doesn't have to be an LP, but by big business. Um, and I think at the end of the day, what we have to remember is that we're here for patients mm -hmm. and not. I mean, there are no you, there are no costs here at Synergy. There's mm -hmm. like in our clinic, you don't have to pay to come. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's we bill. It took me four years when I started. This is comes back to the sixteen by nine stupid <laughs> thing. So, so these guys literally came. To you, you, I mean, I'm sure you've watched it. I, I did. These guys come down to. And that's when I had my dreads. You were yeah. such a champ, though. You were such a they, champ. These I guys, came, yeah. these guys came down and and literally like ambushed me at the bottom of one of my clinics oh, in Toronto that yeah. I was running. Mm -hmm. Literally like imagine like a chase car and they come so out there, crazy. Dr. Price, you're charging patients to access medicine. Like is really, and what are you doing? And all this other stuff yeah, with yeah, the yeah. film rolling. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. you didn't ask the right question. Mm -hmm. The question is, um, why do you have to charge patients? Mm -hmm. Why can't you below him? Yeah. 
in a nice manner, that yeah, would have worked. So I had queried OHIP. OHIP mm. told me it's a federal program and you can't bill us. <laughs> okay. Because when you look at OHIP and you look at any Thank insurance you. company from each province, just look at it. The way to look at it is look at it like the largest insurance company in the province. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. It's just a large insurance company mm -hmm. happens to be public. Mm -hmm. And they decide what's covered or not. The MMAR at the time, and still today, mm -hmm. is a federal program. Mm -hmm. So it's not a provincial program. You don't have to cover it. Mm -hmm. So OHIP didn't cover it. Okay. I had no ability to charge. If I charged mm -hmm. OHIP for it, that would have been considered like OHIP fraud. Mm -hmm. right? So we couldn't. We had to bill patients. So instead of billing them thousands of dollars, I billed them $250 for a whole year and saw them every three months. As wow. a physician, that's yeah. nothing. Yeah, yeah. And... Uh, and, and they'd come in every three months because we created a standardization. But 16 by 9 didn't care. They didn't ask the right questions. So they they were literally there for that. So now when I see things like this happening in the mm -hmm. industry where people are coming into into the uh, clinical world, and now I'm... I mean, it's partially my fault. I educated most of the, you know, mm -hmm. a lot of the physicians. I spent a lot of, a lot of my time, which I think is excellent, you know, mm -hmm. for the last eight years, educating physicians to prescribe cannabis mm -hmm. or at least have an alternative to their traditional opioid. Mm -hmm. But now when I see big business coming into this clinic industry, it doesn't fully make sense to me. I understand its need yeah. until there's regulation of it. But basically what our government is saying is we don't need it, period. Mm -hmm. We don't need the medicine, so get rid of it. It mm -hmm. doesn't yeah. make sense. No. If you ask our patients and we have over 2500 patients mm -hmm. you know uh has cannabis helped you well we have an 89 and we're doing research right now we mm -hmm. have 89 percent of our patients that have decreased their opioids nice. over 60 percent off of them 100 percent. beautiful that's and that's beautiful. that's objective mm -hmm. evidence yeah. that's data mm -hmm. but that's not data they want and they would say there's no evidence for the use of cannabis yeah. i hear that all the time <laughs> so come to clinic ask your patients yeah and and we'll show you there is evidence for mm -hmm. it. There's certain look, you're a living example of getting off of off of opioids altogether. I was, altoge I was altogether. hooked on them and it sucked. My life sucked. So it drives me nuts when I see and you want to know. I it drives me nuts a yeah. little bit mm -hmm. when I see people coming into it for the wrong intention. Certainly, everybody is allowed to make a living. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I, I believe that you know you you know as as humans, I believe you know we have the right to turn a living. We have mm -hmm. a right to a free capital society. I mm -hmm. believe in that. Mm -hmm. um, I believe in capital to a certain extent mm -hmm. um, as long as it's not harmful or hurting other people and we all have equal opportunity mm -hmm. and uh, but at this at the same time I think we need to keep our I mean, way I work is patients product profit mm -hmm. keep your patients first get your product out there mm -hmm. and then your profit will come exactly and 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 now it's that whole thing once you let big industry in it switches yeah it's profit profit, it, profit. yeah well, i'm not against making profit i'm yeah. just i'm against having a good pro a Wait, good product you have to yeah. remember too and that be compassionate it's a lot of we're talking about rec now too though so mm -hmm. we can't really where can one problem i find that i'm having is i'm not confusing but this is recreational cannabis we're having. We've had medical cannabis forever, so it's rec that's coming. So we can't treat, you can't be like the patient because the patient's going to the liquor store of cannabis. It's not technically now a patient. Well, I feel like we've always had recreational cannabis. 100%. Re 100%. I mean, that's the whole dispensary model, yeah. and that's the model that's come up what, yeah. like forever. It's been rec. The last 15, 20 years mm -hmm. only has been medical cannabis. Now, if you ask... The a past couple years have been right. Right. Yes, the, yes, and, yes. Well, since, I mean, since Trudeau, I'd have, say, how here long in have Ontario. You had your, your, how long has Hotbox been around? Uh, the lounge, 15 years. Right. It's a lounge, so, not a dispensary. Okay, okay I'm and, sorry. And, and you know what I mean. And when we but, were smoking doobies in the back right. of, the, of the school, right. uh, in, still, in the 90s, yeah, that was still, still uh, we recreational. It was recreational. Right? So course. rec has been around. The medicine of cannabis is really only in the last eight years in Canada, you know, before that, when we were still doing it on very small levels, the, the, you know, we, we barely had any patients. So, so it's still growing. I just, I just feel like we just, we're, we just don't want to lose perspective. Now with the life, with, with the rec world, this mm -hmm. is really why I'm here. I think why we're sitting around this table, how do we bridge the gap between rec and how do we bridge rec? the gap between mm -hmm. recreation mm -hmm. and medical? Because I think if you ask most people why they started med using cannabis, it was mm -hmm. probably for some medical purpose mm -hmm. or if they just wanted to enjoy it. Listen, the United Nations in 2009 mm -hmm. came out with a statement saying one in every 43 people on our planet use cannabis to get high. Yeah. Of course. So <laughs> nothing I'm, wrong with euphoria. And there's nothing, wrong with, that, there's nothing right? wrong with euphoria. If you yeah. look at opioids, <laughs> if you look at opioids, yeah. the first thing it says next to a benefit 
is euphoria. Mm -hmm. If you look at cannabis, the first thing it says next to a negative side effect is euphoria. Yeah. Why is that negative? Why Why is that that equal? I'm not necessarily certain. Uh, I understand that. Now, it's not for everybody. So, but how do we bridge that gap? I think... What do we do? To me... I think there's too much of this like weird animosity between yeah, like like medical? yeah it's like it's medical Hello, I'm patients right here patients take priority <laughs> Jesus, that makes and me it's feel like good. to me I've never asked anybody what they're I'm not a doctor it's not my job when you come in to say why are you smoking this cannabis right to me it's like uh, that's not my business my business is to give you a, a safe space to come and safely consume your cannabis with maybe a vaporizer or whatever right. That's my job. My job is not to give you medical advice, though everybody wants me to. It's a weird thing. Anyways. Well, because <laughs> in the med- well that's what I find <laughs> different about cannabis than most other yeah, things. People want to know. I, but I yeah. do think that there is a role uh, in, in the rec market for that. And that's the mindful consumption. Yeah, to have an understanding. Like if you're going to go and use something like turmeric, you know that it'll yeah. have its anti-inflammatory properties. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Or if you use some other essentials. Of course, but we do in our education, we do in our education component, I refuse to give medical advice because I'm not a doctor doctor. and people come in, they have real cancer and whatever. I'm like, call this guy and I've given your, your name to hundreds of people. (laughs) (laughs) Where are they? They didn't come here. They (laughs) They got stuck at some other clinic owned by somebody bigger than me. But give me cards. But at the same point, we do sell like CBD teas. We do sell like pain creams like for minor ailments and little things that it will help right we do sell that and we do give recommendations on uh, on sort of like not the medical side but it's not the rec side it's people who just have a therapeutic right i mean i somehow I get a lot of medical. I'm not a doctor, but mm. some people, you know, some what are think, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a doctor. Yeah. But you know, being in the medical <laughs> cannabis industry, people yeah. will ask me medical mm-hmm. health questions. Yeah. I'm not a doctor. Yeah. I, but I like that. I respect that. Yeah, so yeah. that the goal is send them to to a doctor, to a doctor. if they need to. Yeah. Otherwise, let's give and them. If someone you're and, tutoring, yeah. always, always, right. and and that's important because again, mm. how do you use a vaporizer? Well, I don't know. Yeah. Let me teach you. It's yeah. very right. important. And in our future, we may not have that, but yeah. right now. We still do mm-hmm. um but it, it becomes a we're still gonna be able to vaporize though right 100 you, know? you just can't learn how to use it or sorry you can't, i, I, you I missed something here house. what <laughs> vaporizers have been added into the smoke-free ontario act which puts them the same as cigarettes yes but because you're vaporizing cannabis it has been added into a different category under bill 174 which just passed which is the ontario cannabis act um, which actually puts cannabis vaporizers in the same category and worse than cigarettes. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. But you can still use them. Yeah, people I'm super in your home. People, right now. <laughs> people, people don't well, understand. Well, my patients are going to be using crazy. them and For let sure. the government come. Yeah. And, and here's the crazy thing about I'll explain here's it the crazy them. thing about politics. Most people don't realize what laws are going through and what they mean and what's included in them. And even worse, politicians don't know what happens. The day that that bill passed, I was in Queens Park, had a meeting, uh, Patrick Brown's people asked me to be on like, a, like Patrick Brown. yeah, we were, I was asked to be on like a, po- like a policy advisory uh, thing about cannabis for him, right? What is he going to do? And as, as Queens Park is passing this, I'm sitting with his policy advisor and I'm like, well, you realize that this is included. And he's like, no. I'm like, you realize that this just passed. This is what's included. He had no idea. These people, and this is a policy advisor. Really? They, and and then the people even worse when i was doing the when i was doing lobbying before this bill for the medical cannabis side i would go sit down with mpps and i would say well did you read the bill that you just voted second reading like did you even read this you know they oh no i didn't realize oh but then when i went in for the final vote they voted for it Right? So I'm really can you I'm super <laughs> confused right now. Politicians don't know what they're voting for. Well, we get that. I just, hold on, but I just I, I just learned learned learned. You learned it. Learned, you learned it something. I learned, I learned it. I was in Britain. I learned here. Yeah. Um what what I'm super confused. I'm like 
So they're saying vaporizing is worse than cigarettes. No, I know what they're saying. But no, they say all cannabis all is cannabis worse is than cigarettes. Oh, 100%. Right. But okay, yeah. can, so my patients are going to still vape. Like, they're going to vaporize, period. That's You're what allowed I'm going to, to vaporize. Do. Like, I'm allowed to go buy a pack of cigarettes and smoke it, but they won't be allowed to vaporize outside. They, they can, won't. What do you mean? You could smoke outside, but you can though. Smoke but you can't consume cannabis outside. outside. Not cannabis. What? You have to do it in your How house, remember? My patients. Wow, they're going to go home. Medical cannabis is the same as cannabis. So, Prescribed hold substance. on a second. So my patients mm-hmm. have to use their cannabis in their house. With their children? Yeah. With, this is, makes no sense. And when they come to my store. I'm super confused. And when they come to my <laughs> I did store. Not, even I didn't realize my, that. My staff won't really be allowed to explain to them how a cigarette works, how a vaporizer Well, they works. can come here and I'll explain it yeah, to them. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Because I, I, mm, they Isn't can. Isn't that insane? Though? And we're still going to explain it. Oh, of course you yeah, are. I get it. Of course, yeah. But, but legally. That makes no sense yeah. to they me whatsoever. behind, much like they keep the cigarettes, cigarettes. Yeah. hidden And And behind. the problem with this well, the whole thing is a farce. But the problem <laughs> with this part of the law is that they essentially took this bill. This bill covered, Bill 174 covered like 15 different things, including uh, something about school buses. I'm not quite sure what school buses have to do with a cannabis act, but they just well, wanted you know, to cram it in. They just wanted to cram it in. And not yeah, to be that's, gross, that's crazy. not to be gross, but they literally, like, this was like baby food in a month. Or, like, it, like just they just crammed it down its mouth, and it yeah. will just come out the diaper in about five minutes. Right. That's what this bill is. They were too lazy. Uh, you know, winter break was coming. They needed all this stuff passed because right. the election is starting in, like, a month, so, right? So they needed to cram this all in and say, look, it was what we did we passed this great law so uh, drug driving is in there uh, consumption is in there the ontario act uh, the lcbo thing there's like so much stuff it so cramped. what do we do how do we move forward <laughs> we'll united? finish on this but how do, i know we are united yeah. and we're trying to create a mindful community of people that have knowledge and and want to use it for you know mm-hmm. for enlightenment or to mm-hmm. move forward mm-hmm. But if we're stuck, what do we do? How do we, I mean, my, I'll tell you what, my patients are still, I'm still going to recommend mm-hmm. vaporization, of period. And uh, if they're outside, they're outside. And um, I'll write them all a note, yeah. a doctor's note, that they can vaporize <laughs> outside because it's safer. It, it won't matter, but yeah. You don't um, think that'll matter? I feel like it. Well, I feel like it's always been a thing. Right. Here's the but thing. Is it, it's not even disobedient. It's medicine. It's yeah. like, for yeah. me, it's a health issue. Yeah. If we're trying to decrease the harms mm-hmm. of opioid addiction, and opioid deaths, mm-hmm. and we have a safer alternative. What is who like? I, it, I mean, I read the you know the the working groups you know proposal on cannabis, mm-hmm. which wasn't used at all, pretty yeah. much. No, nobody you used know, anything. They didn't they use any anything. of the task force information. No, no. Uh, they just pushed this stuff through. So no. I, I'm not like I, I know I'm just going to continue doing here's, what I'm doing. Period. Here's what people. Well, I think higher level people. Like us, right? I, there's a lot of government work still Were to you be done. You two? Did you put me in? Yeah, that? yeah you can be in it. Yeah. Like well, we're knowledgeable. We're we knowledgeable. We're knowledgeable, intelligent people that makes sense. A doctor. You can be a part of my motley <laughs> crew <laughs> of right lobby, on, hey, my, my quasi lobbyists yeah. that I've created. Yeah. Good. Yeah, 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 yeah. I showed up to a meeting with uh, my city councilor. I brought. Um, my friend Lisa, who runs the Green Market, I brought um, the owner of an L- big, big LP. I brought my police officer friend Tony in full uniform, you know, and we were like the motley crew of like lounge lovers, right? So, but I always like to, when I go to certain meetings, I always like to bring like a little squad of like people that can sure. that can speak to the same topic, but from different angles. And I think right now, like as many deputations as I've given and you've given and, you know, we go to all these things, but I think really one-on-one meetings with higher ups is where it needs to go. Because right now is regulation phase and right now is also... Um, they don't want to meet with me. <laughs> but they do, but they do, but it depends I don't know, too. I feel like I've tried. Maybe I'm not trying I'll the right get, channels. I'll, I'll, I'll get, get you in. in there. I'll get you in. Just sit me yeah, down. I'll get I'm you an in. evidence-based physician. I believe in yeah. evidence. Uh, that's exactly. It. I just I just go by the evidence. The evidence yeah. says don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah. But if the evidence says do, do we've it, got a, we've got to exactly. we've got to be a progressive society. Yeah. We can't be mm-hmm. stuck in you know thirty five hundred year old knowledge. For for the voters, I think it, we need to be seen as a voting block, right? Like the the politicians need to see this whole thing. 
with the LCBO, the whole deal is built on the fact that people who belong to the union vote. They right. vote, right? They vote and everybody wants their vote, right? But there's only 50,000 of them in Ontario. There's how many? 25% of Ontarians are, that are adult or uh, cannabis consumers. Well, right? That's the, a lot I can more give you people. The specific, the yeah. specific numbers What's from numbers? 2015. Yeah, CADMS it's will, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's about that. that. Well, 43% of Canadian, all Canadians have yeah, tried it. You're about 14 and a half percent of, mm-hmm. of, uh, of Canadians use it on a regular basis. That's what I'm saying, That's right? That's a way larger There's number. There's millions of yeah, people. Yeah, millions. So to me, OPSU versus cannabis consumers, we got a, we got Trudeau in. Right. I, I, lobbied. I lobbied in right. my store. I've always been an NDP well, voter. And I... I lobbied okay, for we're him because see, of this. I still love I'm you. Not, I mean, I'm not going to get into uh, this. I'm not no, going to get into this. From other po- let's so talk upset. about cannabis. I'm, I'm, I, I'm not going to go into politics here, too deep. Listen, do, I don't think doctor, yeah. anybody has gotten yeah. screwed over but more But if we want to change regulations right. and we want to change policy, we need to get politically involved. I agree. And cannabis, politicians and people who run war rooms don't believe that our consumers want to get up off the couch and put down their honey bear bong from true romance and go vote but we <laughs> right. do we do get up and yeah. we do vote right well, and we, we do care in, about politics right, right? Well, so I and mean, now it's election time in ontario mm-hmm. as soon as going to be federal election time so let's have these conversations and yes. people laughed at me when they're like oh what do you mean you're going to meet patrick brown's people i've sat with patrick brown sure. we've talked right yeah. it's one of those like they are interested um you know some liberals we should are be interested. bringing patrick brown and we can do that because yeah, we all have connections to that. yeah bring him here yeah we can have that dinner mm-hmm Patrick, <laughs> we're I'll organize. Yeah, but I'm just saying, there's like Lauren, call them up. But these people want to get elected, right? And they w- need to make election promises, and we have to prove that we care. Right. And that's the bottom line. If we can prove that we're a voting block and we're we matter, right. then the the decisions will go our way because well, that's what politicians care about. The way that I see about. it, I mean, if you didn't care, you wouldn't have spent 20 years being arrested mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. being thrown into the media mm-hmm. or been mm-hmm. whatever we're mm-hmm. doing to try the to push aren't this... aren't as bad as they sound. <laughs> to push this thing forward. Yeah. So clearly we care. Mm-hmm. The question is we have to come together, I guess, as a, as a unified group with mm-hmm. a voice, specifically in Ontario, mm-hmm. but also around Canada. Mm-hmm. And that's where we differ. Change. I mean, we've, uh, as mentioned, we have such an animosity between rec and medical mm-hmm. that we have to. Where's that animosity? Because I mean, I see it from <laughs> maybe I'm a maybe I'm just you know, different, but I don't have. I'm. I mean, I don't hate you. I don't some hate days, you either. I mean, <laughs> some days you might piss me off a right, little bit. Some days, I mean, you're super high maintenance. I am. You're like <laughs> everyone is. I need fruit and vegetables. Taco Bell. And, oh. and <laughs> can you replace snack. can you replace the meat in my it, taco right. with yeah, extra no. tomato, oh, she, please? Yeah. <laughs> She's super high maintenance. Oh. Yeah, but you're you know, like I am. High, I'm high maintenance. Not high needs. <laughs> high maintenance. Yeah. No. Certainly. Yeah. What were we talking about again? No. Where we was Chris? My Chris. 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 I think Chris took off. But I mean, like, I mean, what was the first thing you said to Chris? You never called me back. I did. And I oh, was hi, Chris. Nice to that. see you. He's gone. Where is he? Oh, my God. That's serious. I just want to make sure he knew I knew. Right. Well, I think he knew you knew. Yeah, I just want to make oh, sure. It's like a Friends episode. Like, I know that he knows. Doing that thing. Right. And you're like, no, that's okay. Oh, I'm glad you apologized to me. That's what you said. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you apolo- like, apologized. Like that. It was a very important so, charity event. Yeah, I don't. So was I put it that out R- there. right? Yeah. <laughs> it was an important charity. It we're doing. We're going to be doing a fuck cancer event through Synergy. Yeah, I'd love you guys cancer. to come be, to be involved come. with that. We're going to probably do it. I think it's maybe February now, because like January is you know, Slipping and it just away. everything we do just keeps getting pushed because <laughs> we're doing trying to do so much for the community. It's just not so simple. Um, what were we talking about? I don't know, but I know what we're talking about. <laughs> voting. We're talking about voting. I think at the end of the day, but I, I mean, how do we move forward? I think you just brought up an awesome point. Mm-hmm. I mean, our goal here, you know, my goal is to build community. Mm-hmm. And I think your goals are pretty much aligned. Mm-hmm. And maybe we need to build a strong voice, a political voice, not mm-hmm. just a community voice. Yeah. A community voice that has a political agenda. Mm-hmm. 
and maybe that's how and may and so i haven't been involved in that political arena i'd yeah. love to get involved with that yeah, it sounds like us. you've been yeah, yeah. doing it for yeah. quite some time yeah i, work I come through, at it from um, a different perspective i work through uh we created a group in 2012 called the cfb so it's the cannabis friendly business association and uh right now we're actually like we joined up with a bunch of other associations to do the Ontario Retail Council and then uh, Lisa actually hooked up with Dana Larson and we're bringing uh, what he did in BC which is Sensible BC we're bringing it to Ontario in the next month or so so it's going to be Sensible Ontario so again it's data collection uh, political driven campaigns whatever else not all to get Ontarian cannabis consumers involved in uh, voting do do you know about all this stuff? I do I was talking to her about it so so I, I speak to you all the time I'm glad you you tell me about <laughs> nothing <laughs> i get like zero uh, oh yeah i'm just you know blah 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 i don't know i'm gonna i'm Should sitting I, in my hot box outside somebody. <laughs> <laughs> i got some rapper i don't know just somebody coming out. from wherever no this <laughs> ontario yeah. i am so excited about mm-hmm. after looking into that we need that here yeah and dana did such a phenomenal job yeah. there the fact that lisa's bringing it here mm-hmm. lisa's such a powerhouse so. yeah it's gonna be great. It's gonna be sure. well. Like so that. maybe that's. I mean, that's maybe one step forward. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's something that I'm taking out of this. Yeah. Is mm-hmm. it's time to get political and for for a physician get to get involved. Yeah, politically involved. Yeah. Join my motley I mean, crew. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that's, that's a good opportunity. Yeah. I mean, we. I think. I think we would love to do that. Yeah. I think that's a good move forward. Mm-hmm. And I think creating good points, good talking points, realistic talking points really matters, right? So all these little things that I talk about, like, uh, you know, smoking in your car, that's something that my police officer brought to my attention, right? He was the one that in that meeting was like, well, you know what really bugs me? And I'm like, what's that, Tony? And he's like, when I when I roll up on my bike on people and they're rolling in their car and I'm like, why are you rolling in your car? And they're like, because I don't have anywhere else to smoke. And right. he's like, I wish I could just send them to the lounge. That's right. And I'm like, you know. It just, it's just, yeah. It's a harm prevention. Yeah. It's, it's definitely harm reduction. Exactly. I mean, we have needle exchanges <laughs> yeah. in, in Vancouver. Yeah. We have a we need, have we have needle exchange. Here. Here. Yeah. We have needle exchanges. And if we believe that, if we believe in harm reduction and yeah. we're going as far as saying, here's your, and we're giving naloxone kits yeah. for overdoses, yeah. what's so wrong with the goddamn vapor lounge? Yeah, I know. It doesn't okay. make any sense no, when you it think doesn't. about it. It's, no. it's senseless. From a medical perspective, it's fully senseless. Yes, we need to regulate. We need to keep people mm-hmm. at a specific age. Mm-hmm. Fine, I get the whole idea. Makes a lot of sense to me. What I don't understand. Oh, by the way, Chris, we were just talking about you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we totally were. We were just talking about her high maintenance ness. And anyway, I don't have high maintenance. I just require things. Right. I just oh, things or thanks. Things. You things. Things. Mm-hmm. Like spell like that my, word. T H I like thang. Oh, I want to do like a ting. T I N G. I don't know what she's saying anymore. Okay, but point being, we need to we need to get involved. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, it does. There's a lot of senseless stuff out there. Mm-hmm. And maybe one of the bridges for this is bringing in a phys. Do you have a physician in there? No, you're it. You there are you go. It. Yeah. So we need. A, let's bridge that gap. Let's yeah. bring a physician in. Mm-hmm. Oh, who is? Oh, I'm right here. Oh, look, it's Ira right. Price. Oh, Dr. what do you Ira know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Physician extraordinaire. And we're and, you are though. and let's and let's. Oh, thank you. you are no, you're. You know, you're amazing yourself. We, okay, let's just talk about that. You are great. Um, so <laughs> maybe that's that's the that's what I mm-hmm. take out of this is one of the bridges is. We join, we we come into that community as well. Exactly. And and we start that dialogue mm-hmm. and we get into the political world mm-hmm. and start from a medical perspective showing the evidence around the harm reduction. Yeah. And and that's how we move forward. And I that's mean, and that's what they want. Politicians don't want to think about stuff. They want like this is what the the PCs asked us for. They asked us to have a a policy paper written out and that's why I'm working with politicians who are interested like people who I mentioned before that you know were involved in the writing of these laws originally get them involved as well so you pull back the man who wrote the smoke free ontario act and that he disagrees with this you pull him into the mix and he can come out he can do a press conference at queens park and there's a when physician an activist and a politician when do we start? sitting together when do we start i'm already doing it 
When do I start? Whenever <laughs> I'm yesterday. Like, so that's how, but that's I'm not a person. Yeah. I, don't, I mean, I like to talk a lot. Yeah, yeah. As we know, I mean, maybe not as much as Amy, yeah. mm-hmm. but I like to. It is on. It's on. It's on. Watch it. But but I I like to do. Yeah. I, I mean, there's I, I like do do. Yeah. You like do do. You like do I like you said do do. All right. Fine. Oh, thank you guys. This was amazing. I want to know how to move forward. And I'm gonna just get involved. I'm, I'm gonna, well, I want to get involved. Come to Toronto. Just, Let's yeah, involve okay, you. I live here. I know, but but you I can be involved from here. Yeah. And um, I know other people that would like to be involved. I'm sure as Definitely. well. And hopefully, people watching this want to get involved and organized. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, and so yeah, like, let's just do that. And for the people at home, you know write how you feel email it and then write it on a piece of paper and stick it in the mail to your mpp let if our voices count Mm -hmm. we don't you know uh, the regular person doesn't need to necessarily go to queen's park once a month but they can put a letter in the mail and if it's delivered with mail Queen's My Park. MPP wrote this ridiculous response to me. Then keep it. But you and know what? It. And, uh, right. Yeah. I, I think and I did publish. It. I did publish <laughs> it. But it's see, on me and you are in a position where we and we can write op-eds. Right. We can put posts that will get shared. We can do this. Right. And people will listen because we're in public positions, right? Right. So it's important that we get other people involved. And if you disagree with what you got, counter it. Right. right? I, I did. It was about yeah. the taxation, mm-hmm. which makes no sense in my mind no, whatsoever. It's nuts, yeah. It totally takes away from our principle of universality in Canada. Yeah. All, mm-hmm. Everybody has access to healthcare. Well, you don't if you're paying for it. So, yeah. Anyway, guys, this was amazing. I had a good time. Uh, I'm, it, you could, what? I had a good time. Oh, I you said, I could uh-huh. tell. I'm like, yeah, I had a good time. I could tell. Uh, yeah. I'd love to have you back again. This was our first episode, and we yeah. definitely covered a lot of space. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we are tr- so. The, tr- the trend from the community, let's get politically involved. I think so. Yeah. That's, like, I think that's, I like. that's what yeah. I've taken out of this. Yeah. If we want to make a difference, you got to get up off your couch. Yeah. You know? Put down the honey put, bear bomb. Put, a, put down pit. the... Yeah, yeah, that's it. Put it down. I don't own a honey bear bomb. That's it. Well, you should vape any... We I do sell them at the hot box. You should just vape. <laughs> or you could just... You, if you hook your vape up to your bong, yeah. then you're good right? too. Uh, touche. Touche. You can do that. True. As long as you peel yourself up that's and it. vote. Just, yeah. just get up and, and vote. Yeah. Right? And, in June. And yeah. yeah. Get your friends to vote. And get involved in the community. Definitely. Not just the rec... And the medical, let's bring it together into a mindful. At this point, it's adults cannabis. who use cannabis. Yeah. it doesn't have to be medical or no. recreational. It's just mindful cannabis. Mindful, mindful, con- mindful, mindful consumption. I'm going to add right. in a point that I'm so proud of the fact that we have managed as as a community actually to change um, the word marijuana into the word cannabis. Yeah, 100%. You know what I mean? That is a huge motion forward. Huge. Huge. Uh, you know, one. huge. So like if you right it's funny we were explain I did a, an interview with the National that should be out next week and uh, I was explaining to the reporter about that, you know, and she's like, "What do you mean marijuana is not a good word?" So we explained right. it to her and uh, and they you did lazy, a whole knife wielding. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they did a whole piece about the history Mexican. of the word marijuana it's horrible. and now you don't hear on yeah, the, hear on the news they right. never say it. Now it's only cannabis. Yeah. Politicians use cannabis. Everybody yep. uses that Huge word. Movement. Yeah, love it. So there's something that that we as a community did yes. with our voices. Yeah. That's pretty huge, especially Massive. educating that the media. Is, exactly. And that's where yeah. we really need to be right exactly. now. Exactly. But we did media. it, right? Yeah. So uh, think about the fact that 20 years ago, people were afraid to come into my shop to buy a bong. Right. I was afraid to say the word, this is for your pot. You know what right. I mean? That was 20 years ago. <laughs> and now today we're discussing whether dispensaries should stay open, wh- whether police officers should own clinics, right? right. So like the, the fact, like we did this as a community, right? Huge. And we we made these changes so don't worry about kathleen Wynne and her little cronies and what they're planning that's good for them but we'll move forward yeah, and in the end everybody will overcome right yeah thank There's you guys my little love it martin luther king guys, jr yeah moment. i love it yeah. no i feel the same uh, that was amazing you guys are excellent yeah. thank you so much for coming awesome. and uh yeah don't forget to check us out we'll be on synergy tv uh it'll be on youtube eventually or on iTunes because we're gonna we're going to it'll be on both. Mm-hmm. We're going to uh, put the uh, podcast out to both, and I'd love to have you guys back. You were amazing. We're gonna build yeah. those bridges, sure. And we're gonna you know we'll Join. somehow we'll survive. Yeah. We're gonna get through. It's gonna awesome. be great. Thank yeah. you guys. Awesome. Woohoo! <laughs> Peace. Good. Bye, guys.